0: it's been one week since i looked at you and a hell of a week it's been i will tell you i didn't get a lot of content coming out of Garycon as i'd intended because i uh broke my ankle on tuesday morning so less than 24 hours after recording gary is coming gary left the building i know some of you are probably thinking But Jason, you could go around and use your crutches or be in a wheelchair. And those are the people who've never actually been to Gary Con in its current incarnation at the Playboy Resort in Lake Geneva. It is a building that was architected by uh, Floyd
1: In a quarter mile, turn left
0: onto US-12 East. I feel like I'm missing a name there. Floyd Merriweather, Floyd something right. Yeah, anyway, uh, it has all these different, like, it's almost like a multi-level house where, you know, you have your tri-levels, but they're very small, but there's stairs going in between each one. It's not something you want to do if you're not good with stairs. Uh, It's possible I could have done it, but... Turn left onto US 12 East. I was supposed to be there on Wednesday. I could not walk for three days. At least I'm back to work today, which is... March twenty eighth, two thousand twenty-three. I am Jason Hobbs, and this is Random Screed.
1: Hey Jason, the other Jason calling about your episode title Gary is coming. Enjoyed the episode. Thank you for putting that out. I look forward to your content coming out of GaryCon. Hopefully, you get your button gear and get your games ready. I know you will. As far as you know, lots of gunfights and westerns. I, yeah, it just depends on the game, right? I guess one of the questions is how deadly do you expect your gunfights to be? Should your PCs be able to die from a single bullet wound? You, you know, that's the question. So in the games I tend to play, like Boot Hill, um, I'd like to get more aces and eights to the table, but quote unquote realistic westerns, right? Just regular westerns. You know, bullets should be able to kill with one, or guns should be able to kill with one shot, which makes, you know, gunfights, if they're not raring in between, you're going to be going through a lot of characters.
0: Hey, Jason, thanks for calling in. I think your questions sort of beg or are very similar to the ones that we ask about the fantasy genre. Is combat a fail state? Is it combat as sport or combat as war? I think Many of the genres I'm attempting to emulate, yes, a bullet can kill, but it's more likely to kill the non protagonist than it is the main characters. In some ways, that's why I like the end of the odd Karen slash We Deal in Lead system because it's not just even though it's not just a regular Western, you could play it as a regular Western, but I think it would lose some stuff. It's possible to kill with one bullet, but there are also ways of you surviving. Because even when most of the one bullet I mean, the whole concept of the Western frontier and the way it went down has been glamorized, so to say that you're emulating the real west you're not really most of the time you're definitely emulating a romanticized even though it's not romantic it's still a romanticized version of the west i think another aspect of that question to consider is what's the most fun you know i don't know What I do know is I really appreciate the question and I, for one, would love to play a bunch of different systems, multiple sessions in each for a few reasons. I would like to kind of really narrow down what type of combat I like the most and maybe one system wouldn't be the same one for uh, where you're trying to do more of a gun smoke or Bonanza type of epi- type of game right
1: in half a mile turn the right interesting to super Bond interesting Road.
0: thanks for calling
1: if he is up or down his podcast still comes round hobbs is in his van don't turn off that sad nap man random screed random screed don't know what you get but it's what you need Status report. Turn left on the CTYV forty-seven North Daryl Road.
0: Don't listen to that lady when she's saying about Daryl Road. <laughs> All right. As I mentioned in the intro, I uh, injured my ankle on Tuesday morning, about six thirty a.m.
1: Turn left onto CTYV forty-seven North Daryl Road.
0: And that destroyed, ravaged my plans for Gary Khan. I did consider going for a day or two. I'd spent 100 bucks on a badge that they would not roll over for me. I really didn't even get on my battle station to play online games. Even though I was home all this time, I was doing nothing but playing games on my phone, reading Savage Sword of Conan, and watching Tripe on television. Not really. It was some good stuff. But what it was, I couldn't even tell you right now. Continue That's how good it miles. was. And that saddens me in some ways. Um, I did get a cool package from, uh, Jeffrey Jones, who does a podcast called Jeffrey's Ramblings, Jeffrey GM Ramblings, something like that. I'm not sure what the name of his podcast is. Uh, next episode, I'll do that. Or maybe just maybe he'll call in and we'll, uh, we'll find out. He'll let us know. I think he listens to this show. I think I'm going to have him on Hobbs and Friends when I get another episode brewing. Anyway, I got two things from him. Fane of the Fly God and Gary's Appendix issue number one. I'm not going to talk a ton about Fane of the Fly God other than it's beautiful with a really nice wraparound cover by Dell, And... It's color, and it's hard, the one I got is color with a hardback, but the sizing is different. It's graphic, the paper inside is graphic novel sized, it's not, it's black and white on the inside, so it's a little different size than usual, but I kind of like it, it's not as big as a large book, so, and I'm used to handling graphic novels because I've been reading a lot of Conan graphic novels, so. Really, really interesting sizing and uh, hearing why he did that and the troubles he might have had during that Kickstarter. Not necessarily because of his choice of size, but part of it. All of that goes into it, and I think the fans may be interested in hearing that. Uh, but Gary's appendix issue number one was also fairly interesting. He, it's It's basically a Dragon Magazine for O.S.E. But I wouldn't necessarily say Dragon Magazine. I would say just some of the main articles. Because I don't think he's putting adventures in there. It's just more of doing what Gygax in High Gygaxian, High Gaxian is what I like to call it, did in the Dungeon Master's Guide for Advanced Dungeons & Dragons. Is just kind of bounce all over the place and gathered his thoughts and ideas. And sometimes... There were nuggets in weird places. Sometimes there were awesome things. Sometimes I'd like to think he, that Jeffrey doesn't want to publish anything that's not awesome. But it's, it's an interesting product. I think you should do yourself a favor and check it out. I don't really know how to get it. Um, I think maybe he sells it at his own store. I know issue number two is finished. And I'm working on an article for issue number three. Uh, which is going to be the fall Issue of 2023. I think it's going to be Halloween based. Or horror based for that matter. So there you go. Go and check that stuff out. I've also got some play time in. I haven't ran anything. Since I ran We Deal in Lead. But I did get to play. Warhammer 4th Edition. Our adventures continue. With Valdemir. Valdemir played by myself, Del, Delnar Delna, uh, Brawling Dwarf, played by Roger Zargrave from uh, BSlandia, and our GM is Matt, and another player is Kevin Salt-something, uh, the guy behind Burn2D6, and he plays a meandering oafish wizard named uh, Kruger. We have been into some shenanigans. It is the starter set from Warhammer 4E, the starter adventure. So we kind of got into this big brawl, and a pig ran through, and one of the guys was arrested, Derna, the dwarf, whereas Valdemar is like kind of a straight-up toll collector, would-be town guard, Guardsman, heart of gold, but just kind of deals with the other two. Um, I think Durna is pretty straight up brawler, pit fighter type of character.
1: Ohio, turn left onto South Rosson Bridge Road.
0: Kruger, on the other hand, is um, a con artist and ne'er do well. who Gets into his own thing and really seems interested in chicken bones. Uh, it's a lot of silliness in some ways. Um, which I'm okay with in parts.
1: Take the next left onto South Rosson Bridge Road.
0: I think we've finally been given an actual mission after the shenanigans. I don't even know what this is, session five or something, which seems like a lot of sessions for a starter adventure, but if you're playing and having fun and doing your thing, then...
1: Continue on South Rosson Bridge Road for one and a half miles.
0: Mostly I am having fun, but I can tell you that sometimes... It feels a little tedious, but I don't know if that's my own fault for not investing or is it something the GM is doing or the other players or what? I'm not sure. And then I got to work on our characters for the Traveler game a little more, another Mongoose Traveler. Full session of character generation, like three hours for three players, and it's still not finished And we're still working on skill packages and connections. And it's just like, what in the hell is up with this game? Is it me? Is it really that crunchy? Is it all the options? What What is it? I actually watched, while I was playing some poker online, I watched a session of... Mongoose Traveler Second Edition on Kevin Madison's so and I didn't necessarily watch it. I listened to it because it really wasn't anything to watch. I mean, it was just like my my previous uh, situations. Not a lot happened. Much ado about very little, and I that's common. It's a lot of talking about playing as opposed to just playing, which used to be a big. Issue that I had when I used to play in the tackle group, and we were trying Burning Wheel and you know, just a lot of other games where it just seemed like there was so much talking about playing, and there wasn't really a lot of playing. But those are all expectations by the individual player. Like, I think for me, I really kind of just want a story to move along.
1: Quarter mile turn right onto Three Oaks Road,
0: emerge during play. That's kind of what I'm about. I think that's what I like. Where i found a lot of, oh, I shouldn't say a lot, other people, other players uh, have different things that they want to get out of a game. And that's totally okay. But sometimes Take it makes the next me right
1: onto Three Oaks Road.
0: less interested in playing in certain games. And I don't know... If I just have to run it and see what I think, if it just continues Continue
1: on that. Three Oaks Road for two miles.
0: And I don't even know if I'd be able to run Mongoose Traveler if all the players are going to have these expectations of multiple sessions of character generation, plus looking at mods and uh, affecting, you know, getting all their cyberware. It's just a lot. Um, a lot of front-heavy character generation. But maybe that's good. I don't know. Lastly, last night, uh, I got to play in Black Sword Black Hack by the Merry Mushman, the guys behind Knock, And uh, it's basically supposed to be more of a sword and sorcery Black Hack hack uh, based on uh, Elric and... Uh, Moorcock's work in general as well as Joe Abercrombie and I think there is Clark Ashton Smith DNA in there as well. So that was interesting because there were there were some choices in the beginning but they were very very limited and they didn't necessarily have this path that also included some randomizers like Traveler that kind of makes you feel like It doesn't really matter what you pick, even though you take a very, very long time to make a pick. But it was also a one-shot versus a campaign. I don't know. Uh, I know that there were, like, three of us playing, me, Edwin, and uh, Jordan. And it was ran by Elmo, who runs the... Manacor Valley, I don't even know what it's called, Through the Valley of the Manacor. OSE game on Thursdays for us. It's like, all right, what kind of city are you from? Or what's your background city? And you can choose barbaric society, civilized or decadent. We all went with decadent. And then you like roll a D6 or a D10 or something. And then it says something like, my character was born in the service halls of a vampire tower. I don't really know what that means exactly. Uh, But it did remind me of a book suddenly, and then I think I kind of based my character in many ways off of that. And then, like, you pick some things, like you have two things that you pick out out of decadent, and you have one thing that you pick out of either civilized or barbaric, and that makes your character. Like, personally, for me, I took assassin, which allowed me to take an attack from... um, a surprise attack and do my decks and damage which is a lot because all the weapons do d6 unless you take uh, or you have advantage on 200 weapons unless you take uh, my second choice which was vicious which churned one-handed bladed weapons into d8 damage instead of d6 and um, my last one was I'm not sure I don't remember. But I kind of made an assassin. Uh, Jordan made a uh, kind of a caster of some sort. And Edwin was like a warlock with a pact with demons. It mostly is all black hack. You rolled two d six, and then that gave you a number for your stat, as opposed to if you're unless of a, you're rolling a two on d two d six, the roll the number you would have gotten was an eight. Whereas you roll box cars, the highest number is like a twelve. So all of your of your stats, which I believe there were four of, are going to be a number between eight and twelve, and it's a roll over on a d twenty system. So. Here's your stat. It's a 12. You have to have over a 12. Or maybe under a 12. I don't don't remember. I think it's roll under, actually. Damn, I'm good at this. Anyhow, that game was decent. Because, I mean, we took three hours. And I'm pretty sure at the very, very end, a lot of things got kind of mushed together. But it was fun. We, uh, We did the thing and had a good time. It definitely kind of had a... The underpinning, almost feralness of Moorcock, which I like, without a lot of other, I don't know, extraniating things. Anyway, check it out. I know that the Kickstarter did very well.
1: 1,000 feet. Turn left onto Georgetown Drive.
0: Here's an initial description of what went down with it. And let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> All right Screeters. to wrap it up, I don't know there was a lot of great content in this episode, but I know it felt good to talk about it. I should tell you that some of the sh- one of the shows I've been watching is the Mark Ruffalo, where he's a- got a twin brother who has uh, schizophrenia, I guess. I don't know. I'm only in a few episodes. But watching how he has to deal with these things has me really considering, like, what it's been like dealing with my own mental abilities in life and, like, what it is like to deal with for other people. Interesting stuff. It actually made me kind of consider talking about some things that I never have, like the maybe borderline personality disorder that I think I have. I was diagnosed with it, but it, I don't know. I don't know, I guess. Um, but openly speaking about it I felt liberating. I'm a little concerned about the ramifications of being so open about it. So far, so good. But I can also tell you that I really feel motivated to move forward with some projects. I really felt like I wish I could have used the time better than I did. But it was really debilitating not really being able to move from the couch for days on end that sucked it anyways instead of rambling on i'll leave you with this stay alive it's imperative we've all got jobs to do i'm looking forward to seeing you all i'm looking forward to more than ever for north texas since i didn't get to uh go to gary Con, which was quite disappointing but I'm thinking about you all, and uh, I'll be back on the air soon. Because you know, it's better to burn out than to fade away. The fire is unmergent, the depths are full of chills, to the death when it's urgent. you mm-hmm.